Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Shane Reese, Nick Bryant, Amber Keister, and I'm Heather Taylor. And today on the podcast, Amber and I are talking with Caroline Zilly, founder and owner of Crumb and Cream Bakery located on Upchurch Street, just off West William Street in Apex. Caroline has had a passion for baking since she was a child, watching her grandmother bake pound cake. Today, that signature treat is on her menu, along with all sorts of other tasty baked goods, some of which she brought for us today, that doesn't suck, and specialty coffees. I can't wait to dig in, but before we get started, I want to remind our listeners this show is sponsored by Keller Williams Legacy in Beaver Creek. So, welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you for having me. To begin with, tell us a little bit about your origin story. What's your connection to Apex? And why did you start the business? Well, I grew up in the area in Garner, which is about 30 minutes east of Apex. And so I've always been around Apex and familiar to it. And then when I was in college, um, my parents moved to Apex. And then my husband, who was also my high school sweetheart, uh, he grew up in Apex as well. So we actually live a few streets over from the house he grew up in. And we settled in Apex because when I was in college, my mom and I used to go to Salem Street and visit uh, the shops and have tea and stuff there. But we loved it. And I was always a fan of Gilmore Girls. And so I just thought of it as being like my own little stars hollow and thought it was so cute. So when we decided to buy a house after we got married, we found a cute little house right just outside of downtown and just loved being a part of the neighborhood. That's awesome. So you're not too far from your actual bakery then? We are in the same neighborhood as our bakery, so we can walk down there whenever we want. So one of the reasons why we wanted to talk with you is that this business is truly a family business. As we said in the intro, you got your love of baking from your grandmother, and it sounds like the rest of your family is also involved in the bakery as well. What's it like working with family? Do you ever get tired of seeing the same people all the time? Uh, yeah, people love to ask me about that. Actually, it's really funny because they're like, how do you work with your parents? Or, you know, I get those questions a good bit, which is funny to me. Um, I've always been really close knit with my family. You know, my mom and I, we never went through that phase where like they say, when you're a teenager, you'll fight with your mom. And, you know, we just never went through that. We've always been extremely close and talked about everything. So the fact that we are running a business together now, it's wonderful. I love it. And actually my grandmother was a wedding caterer and event caterer. And my mom worked with her when my mom was younger. And so it's definitely been kind of a family tradition. And When I first started this out, it was really just a hobby for me. But then when it turned into a business, my husband was brought into it. My mom was brought into it. My dad was brought into it. And so that's been really special. Can we dig into that a little bit? I know that's a little off script. But (laughs) you and I were talking before the show a bit about kind of how it all turned into a business. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. I was telling you that pretty much my entire life has been a snowball effect, including my (laughs) business. Nothing's really ever planned. I just let God take the reins and just follow wherever I'm supposed to go. And that's been really cool. So I started baking when I was two. That's always been a part of my life. My grandmother, who I call Grand Betty, um, and everybody else. Did you did. say Grand Buddy? Grand Betty. Oh, her name was Betty. <laughs> Grand like, Betty. Okay, got Betty. it. Got it. Betty like Betty Crocker. And I called her Grand Betty, but so did everybody else. All my friends did. Like she's known as Grand Betty, and she was always called the Pound Cake Lady. She taught me how to make pound cake when I was two, and I've been making it ever since. When my son was born, I really wanted to make his smash cake, which is the cake that a one-year-old can just like 
go full force. Oh, right, right. Face into it. Mm -hmm. Uh And I spent months preparing for this cake. I like watched every single tutorial I could, read every single recipe. Like I was like, I'm going to do the perfect smash cake. And it was the most simple, plain little cake ever, but I was so proud of it. And it was something I really loved. So it just really became this passion of mine. I started learning and just teaching myself more and more and doing it for friends and family. They started asking me if I could do things for them or for a friend of theirs. And then um, people started approaching me that I just had no idea who they even were. And I was like, oh, wow, they like my stuff enough that they don't even know me and they want something from me. Maybe I should pursue this. And it just turned into a business. And did you start doing it somewhere outside of like having an actual business initially, like a, a physical location? Were you taking online orders? Right. What were you doing? Yeah, I didn't have a physical location that people could come and buy stuff from. So it was all custom. So when I first started two years ago with the business, you could order a custom cake for me for, you know, birthday, a wedding, whatever. Or I also started doing cake decorating parties, which is where I would make the cakes and the buttercream and bring all the tools to wherever we were doing that party and teach the participants how to decorate the cake. And so it was like a, you know, a travel kind of business. And then we also would do like pop-ups as well. Gotcha. So now you were running it from your house, going to different locations, but now you've opened the location up on Upchurch Road. Um, so what drew you to that spot? Well, it's in my neighborhood. So that was just kind of We loved the location already. It's just like right on the edge of downtown. It's a little tucked away though, so you got to know it's there, but it's where we live. And so when we saw that it was available in the summer, I mentioned last summer, I mentioned to my husband, like, that would be cool in like a very daydreamy kind of way, because everything has just been a, wouldn't that be cool one day (laughs) down the road in the future, years from now, but just that way about everything in life, you know? And he was the one that said, I think that you should check into it. And I became kind of hesitant and was like, that just seems too big to me. I don't really know what I'm doing. I never run that sort of business before I'm used to what I'm used to. And he was the one that pushed me and was like, if you don't look into it, I'm going to. So I said, okay, fine, I'll look into it. And I did. And then next thing we knew, we were owners of this new property that (laughs) we were going to be selling out of in our neighborhood, which is awesome. Did it feel a little less intimidating because it's not a huge store and it's not, I can't imagine it's a huge lease in that spot. So so it's kind of a nice next step, next progression snowball, like you said, into, into where you are now. I think that if it had been anything bigger, I would have been way too freaked out to pursue that. But because it it did seem like it was a big step. So I don't want to call it a baby step, but compared to other bigger steps, it was smaller and that it seemed more doable, even though it was still really scary. And so, yeah, that seemed more natural to go to something like that. It's so cute too, like total (laughs) side note, but my kids go down that street to do the gem mining thing. Mm -hmm. And we were driving down there. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what is this adorable? We (laughs) have got to come here. Even if the food wasn't good, it would be worth going. But from, (laughs) from what I'm seeing in our little crumb cake box, uh, the stuff's good. Yeah, I'm so excited about digging into that after we finish here. But um, I also wanted to ask you, was it less intimidating because there was already a bakery there? I mean, it's a different kind of bakery for sure, but it seems like people were already used to coming there for their baked goods. Right. We knew that they had had a very successful business. And so that was really encouraging to know that even though it was tucked away in the neighborhood, and not where people were just always passing on their own all the time, that people would still seek it out and come there. And so that was encouraging to know that like, okay, 
this is a spot that can be successful. I'm not testing out something that's never been tested before. For our listeners who don't know, it was the former location of Utica Bakery, which uh, unfortunately closed, but fortunately for our guest today is once again a thriving bakery. Just wanted to clear that up. Thank you for clearing that up. We have at least five people a day come saying, (laughs) why did you change your name? Where are the Utica Bakery goods? And we're like, well, we're a different business. And they're like, and we're like, we're not lying. We are. (laughs) They're very confused. What I would like is to know your deepest secret. (laughs) So what has been the most challenging part of launching this business? You make it sound like it was just this most natural progression. So I want to know, all right, give me the details. Um, Yeah, I mean, it, it was a natural progression. It did sort of fall into my lap, but that does not take away from the fact that it has been a struggle. You know, there have been a lot of mountains to climb and I went through when I first filed for my business and, and, you know, officially opened it as a business two years ago, not the physical location, but just crumb and cream. Um, It was incredibly stressful to the point where I didn't sleep for probably a month and it was very taxing on me, which is one of the reasons that I was nervous about taking another step because I was like, oh my goodness, can my body even handle this? But um, I had the support of my family right there behind me, pushing me to do it, which really encouraged me and helped. And so I would say if you own a business, you know that there's just a ridiculous amount of effort that goes in behind the scenes and you're really putting yourself out there. You don't know how people are going to receive it. And it feels personal because it's, it's, you're pouring yourself into this work. And so if somebody doesn't like it or somebody's not interested in it, that hurts. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to put yourself in that position to be vulnerable and allow yourself to be hurt. But I would say, you know, we've, we've had moments where I'm just like, we have no customers today. Where is everybody? Are we going to have customers? And there can be moments that are really discouraging and that can be scary. And whenever I get like that, my husband's like, you have to give it time. You have to trust the process. Like you got to give it over. And I just like, I got to let it go and move on. And then, you know, I'll just have these really wonderful, encouraging, amazing moments that will remind me like you're doing the right thing. Just keep plugging along. And it, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I hate to compare any, anything I do to Rome, (laughs) but point being things don't happen overnight. You have to give things time and you got to give it all your effort, even if it's something that seems natural it's going to take all of you. I love what you're saying about the vulnerability of it because it really is like you're an artist, right? This is your work. And I'm very familiar with the ups and downs of owning your own business. And it's so crazy because it's like, however great it is, it could be equally bad the next day. And then then twice as good the next day. It's like overall, you hope it averages out to something that's really good. And typically it does. That's why you say business, right? But I love what you're also saying about the vulnerability, because I think that's an important note for anyone. You know, I think you're an inspiration to young women as well who want to start their own business, you know, taking the next step. But there is a vulnerability. Every day is not easy. Everything is not perfect. So I appreciate you sharing Uh, some of your challenges. Oh yeah. It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it's still wonderful. So to flip to the other side of the roller coaster, tell us the best thing about owning your own business. Oh gosh. Um, I think probably two different aspects. I would say one of those would be just getting to be a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Because when you start it, you have an entire team of people behind you. 
you know, people will always ask me about my business. And I'm like, I, I may have been the one who got the ball rolling, but it's not just mine. This is something that requires my family to be on board with. It requires the people who work with us to be willing to work with us. It requires the entire community to somehow be involved and be supportive. It's not about me. It's about so much more than that. And I love being hyper-local and being able to be a part of the community. It's so cool to meet so many people. I can't tell you how many people now that were like neighbors of mine that came up and then now they come back week after week and they bring friends with them or family with them. And it's so cool to be like, oh, hey, I know what you want. Like, I may not remember everybody's name all the time, but I already know your order before you came here and I know which dog you're going to bring with you. (laughs) It's really cool to be a part of that, to see the community just grow in your own backyard because it opens the door to just so many more faces and people. And and that's wonderful. So that that's a really cool aspect of it. And the other part of it is the, the faith aspect of it. Cause when you jump into it, you don't, you don't know what you're getting into. You just have to have faith that it will go well. And I always say, if this fails, it fails. I still have faith. It's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's been amazing process to witness, I guess. Yeah, because I think there's always something to learn. Absolutely. Sometimes it's not the thing you wanted to learn. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's you just got to roll with easy. it and keep moving forward. And I'm sure that your your kid, because you said they're four and seven, is that right? You're That's four? right. Mm-hmm. So watching mom, you know, take this step is a pretty, pretty cool thing. Yeah, I love what you were talking about building the community and getting the community together over great baked goods and just getting to know the people who live around you. And one of the things that I saw on your website was you also partner with local businesses Mm -hmm. for your cake decorating parties and your cupcake decorating parties. Mm -hmm. Tell me more. How did you start partnering with local businesses? Because you said a moment ago, you used to go to people's homes. Which I still do. Yes. Oh, you still go I to do. people's homes. Okay, write that down, folks. Um, <laughs> I've been at three in the last, like, two weeks. So, yeah, that's constant, it feels like. So, yeah, it started because I knew that that was something I wanted to do. It was not something that was offered when I got interested in cake decorating. There was nowhere for me to go. I had to learn everything at home on my own. And it's a really fun thing to do, even if it's not something you want to be serious about. Like, it's just a fun, you know, you go to these workshops where you learn different skills, but really it's just about having fun. And that's the way cake decorating is to me. I got into it because it was just like creative. It was a creative outlet. It was a blast. And I wanted to share that with other people. And before I had started the business, I actually had a friend of my family's um, had a high school girl who said, I watch your cake decorating videos online. I did those just for fun. And she said, I would love to have a party where you come and do that at my house with my friends. So I did. And it was the best time getting together with all these high school girls and teaching them. And I was like, I'm going to do this. This is something I want to do. So I started offering it when I opened the business. And it was very slow going at first. I was like, I only have like three people buy a ticket to the first workshop <laughs> that we did. I was like, well, this is a bust. <laughs> and again, my husband was like, give it to Give it to You're a nomination person. <laughs> I'm not the most patient. I'm trying. But then I, I did just a couple. And then I had other businesses approach me and say like, hey, I saw you were doing this thing. Would you want to come and do it at my business? And I said, sure. And then other businesses saw that I was partnering with other businesses and they approached me. And then I started working with businesses in Apex, Cary, Raleigh, Clayton, uh, all over. And I also do a lot of private parties at people's homes. And so 
The workshops is something that you would be able to buy a ticket to and go. A party is when you book a party for a group of people. And that could be anywhere. It could be at someone's house. It could be at a clubhouse. It could be at your church. It could be just wherever or at at another local business. And so I have not had as many workshops lately because I've been so booked with private parties that haven't been able to do as many of those, but I love doing those. They're super fun. So, and you mentioned something earlier about like wine pairings and bourbon. So tell us a little bit about the alcohol part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, one of the businesses I do a lot of workshops with is in Raleigh. It's called Joyworthy Co. And the owner is a person who just believes in creating these fun experiences for you to just come and have a great time and relax and learn something new. And she's just really good at curating that environment. Just, she's like the peppiest, happiest person I've ever met. She's lovely. But um, she was the one who had the idea. She said, I would love to do cupcake and wine pairing because she's really good at, at doing the pairings with the wine. And I was like, okay, what do we do for that? And she was like, well, you make the cupcakes and have them decorate each cupcake differently. And they're all different flavors. And then I'll pair a wine with each of those. So I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And since then we have done, I don't know how many, I don't, we've, we've done a lot. That <laughs> sounds like a blast. That really, I mean, you can't yeah, amazing. a little yeah. wine and a little cupcake. I mean, yeah. It's, oh it's yeah. Perfect. They're, it's a fun class. And then we also, I was like, so I like wine, but I really like bourbon. And I was like, well, what if we did bourbon? Cause that would be extra fun to me. And she's like, let's do it. And we, we on the rooftop of a building in downtown Raleigh, like during sunset did a bourbon and cupcake pairing class. And it was just the best. So fun. So we'll be doing more of those as well. Sign me up. I know, right? <laughs> when does the Peak City Podcast have to do one of these? <laughs> um, okay, so a couple more questions for you. Do you have a favorite item on the menu? Uh, that is something that I get asked at the shop almost every day. People come up and they say, what's good here? Or what's your favorite thing? And it's hard to answer that because I'm like, well, it's all kind of curated from my personal taste, so I'm going to have to say everything. But if I have to think about the one thing, like if there was one thing that I could eat and I couldn't eat the rest of the things or one thing I have for the rest of the, my life or just the thing that I feel emotionally attached to, it would be the pound cake, our Southern pound cake. Um, it is my son's favorite cake. He asks for pound cake for his birthday every year. It's something that we've been making for forever. And it's just, and it was the thing that took off the slowest in the beginning. You know, other things were selling so much faster than the pound cake. Cause I think people thought, oh, it's just pound cake and people started eating it. And now it's one of the fastest selling items at the shops. And now other people are discovering how much they love pound cake. <laughs> That's really interesting because I make pound cake myself and I've had, I, love pound cake and when I tell people that they're like oh that's kind of like a boring dessert but I'm like oh no finally Caroline what are your hours and most of all where can people find out more about your store so right now our hours are Wednesdays and Thursdays from 8 30 to noon and Fridays and Saturdays from 9 to 4 my website which is crumbincream.com the business is crumb and cream but Crumb and Cream website, when we registered two years ago, was taken by a um, Chinese soccer website for some reason. So, <laughs> so we had to go with the letter in Crumb and Cream. And then we also got uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram. And so you can find out information all over there. And do you still have videos where we can watch you decorating cakes? They are posted on my Instagram. I have been a little busy lately to make them because as you guys know, it takes some time setting up before you actually get to the work. And so I'm always in a hurry. I don't always have time to take even just pictures of my finished cakes a lot of the time. 
But that is another thing that I'd love to get back to doing when I have a chance. But if you want to check out some of my older ones, those are on there as well. Well, we will definitely look for those as well as the sign up for the bourbon and cupcake. Yeah, it'll come. Caroline, thank you so much for being here today. It has been an absolute pleasure. For listeners, before we wrap up, I don't think we say it often enough, but we do want to say a huge thank you to Peak City Sound for providing the original music for our show. And you can check them out live in concert at the Peak City Pig Fest in downtown Apex on April 14th. And the band is playing from 5.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. We need to do this to everybody, but we're about to have some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Caroline. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so Caroline. much.